Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something, the number two, because there's two of us, whine about with your hostesses, with the toastesses, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we whine while we whine about life, relationships, culture, and so much more over a glass of wine. Um, it is fourth Wednesday, so this is for the culture. Um, and we are going to be talking about cultural obligations. Mm. You know, when you when you elevate, do you have to take other people with you? <laughs> so have a glass of your favorite red, white, rosé, pinot de agua, and join us on the couch. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Because we might have some unpopular opinions on this. I don't know if we agree with the culture or if we disagree or if we somewhere in between. I don't know. Out in the middle of you. Is <laughs> I don't know. So we're going to scratch the surface a little bit. Scratch the surface. Um, about this here topic, I hope y'all having a productive week. Uh, y'all know, y'all know how we do it. Let's pop, pop a great experience. That's what we got coming up now. So for the month of February, you know, we are doing black wineries or black wine companies or black owned wine, blackness and wine, period. Okay. Blackness and wine. Blackness and wine. Uses and wine. So... <laughs> So um, Black-owned wine companies um, or brands um, or brand ambassadors (laughs) of these here fine wines. So for this Pop and Grace experience, uh, Susie, let me know what is your wine of choice today? So I have Harmony by Boys to Men. Boys to Men, ABC, BB. It is their 2018 Bordeaux Whites. Last year, I had the Bordeaux Rosé. I wasn't a fan, but y'all know I don't really like Rosé. So that they may not really have been against them. So I went and I was like, I'm going to get the Bordeaux White. So we're going to try the white version. The white version for this here Black History Month. <laughs> okay. Well, I stuck with our good old friend, uh, Longevity. Um, we know that is a brand that we've had. We've had their Chardonnay. Siobhan just had, we both, we've had their Cabernet. Mm. So this time I've decided to get their, uh, their Rosé of Pinot Noir, Cave. Girl, it's a lot of A's. It's a lot of A's. Ay, 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 going on with this wine here. So y'all know I'm not a particular red um, Cave rosé fan but let's try it a bar (laughs) um so we get ready pop this great while we get into this i don't think this one is as heavy as our last one has been so uh, our last few have been they've been a little they've been a little deep Deep, deep. I don't think this is gonna be heavy, but I think this is gonna but be controversial. This might be right. Like, I think it's not heavy, it's controversial, but I feel like it's necessary. 
Okay, so, and this is why, I, I know I talk too much, I'm sorry y'all, but this is why I feel like it's necessary. Unpopular opinion. I don't think you take everybody with you. Everything ain't for the culture. Like, you can have represent, I can be your representation, but that don't mean I take, I gotta take my cousins and them with me. Okay? That also, being as though I am a representation, that don't mean that I hope that everything rests on my shoulders, okay? Some things are just specifically on me. And that's good things, and that's bad things. Because sometimes I get tired of people saying, like, for instance, the Will Smith smack. Oh, they don't, he don't set us back, Pose. He didn't set us back. We weren't getting his paychecks. <laughs> okay? I ain't so never he didn't seen one. me back. I ain't never <laughs> seen didn't, one. Ain't nobody's view of me changed because Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. And if your view of me changed because Will Smith smacked Chris Rock, then that's on you, not on them. Me. Okay? So that's how I feel. Now, on the other hand, do I understand what you're saying in reference to a representation oh he made black people to an extent yes but honestly we already do enough of that <laughs> so did he really change anybody's opinion of black people no 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 one's opinion did he change <laughs> and let me be, let's, let's be real in the beginning you still don't like black people. That's what I was gonna say. Let's be real. If you didn't like, if, if Will Smith smacking Chris Rock made you go, oh, see black people, you are looking for an excuse anyway. It's like the dude who's like, oh, girl, you did, you were, you were looking for a reason to break up with her, sir, ma'am, you were looking for a reason to get rid of him. If you got, I mean, he picked me up in the, in the blue Denali and not his black lamb. You were looking for a reason. People be looking for reasons. Just, just, just stop. Just stop. Okay. Okay. Just stop. Now, do we? Now, the media is already going to depict us the way they're going to depict us. They've been doing it for years, and they will find a reason to keep it the same. And the Chris Rock smack is going to be a reason. Did we need another? No. But did that mean that we didn't already have plenty? Y'all, listen. But just like we had a re plenty of reasons for them to look bad, like we had plenty of for good stuff too. They ain't advertising that. No. No. So, nope. I need sometimes for us to stop putting everything on us, like the entire race on one person or uh, a few famous people or a few spotlighted people's back. Like they don't have that baby, they don't all carry the culture. And I say because a lot of them don't even speak on the culture. And the other part about this is what it really comes down to. And I say this because I had a white dude say to me on like YouTube like years ago in the comments, we went and had it back and forth, but he was like, it's just unfortunate because I, I can engage with anybody and I drop logic and facts and, and reason most of the time, not emotion. And he was like, it's just a shame because, you know, well, basically you need to get other black people to think like, you No, I don't. That's not my responsibility because somebody else is going to judge you. And here's my thing. If you as a, if you 
white person or Asian person or non-black person or other black person, whoever you are, if you're going to judge me based on the actions of somebody else, that speaks to you, not them, and definitely not me. If somebody's going to judge me based on what Ta'a Michelle has done, that's not, oh, speaking, no. that's not speaking bad on me. That's not speaking bad on you. You living your life, I'm living my life. But if Jones is going to judge me based on you, then that speaks on Jones. Why are you looping us together? We are two different people. I don't care if that's my sister or not. We are still two different people. There are going to be things we agree on. There are going to be things we disagree on. There are going to be things that it's like, I don't know how to see, but... So no, if you're, if somebody is going to judge you based on the actions of someone else, that speaks to their character, not yours. And I'll be honest, this don't just go for black people. No. Cause I white people say it too. And you'd be like, but y'all already looked at it that way before. So, and this is why, and I know people go, well, you know, that that's feeding into the stereotype. Let's be serious. Stereotypes come from some basis of truth. Hmm. some basis it might be the smallest basis but it's some truth in it. they may be over exaggerated but yes what? you will be like yo black people love watermelon let me tell you i hate watermelon but every black picnic i've been at there's been watermelon i don't i don't eat it i don't partake i love but, watermelon but guess what i can't eat it <laughs> but that's what i'm saying so again if you want to say this stereotype exists well, yes, and it may not for you specifically, but this is why people need to take individuals for individuals. Stop judging every man because one did you dirty. Stop judging every woman because one was a gold digger. Get you around different people and better people and keep pushing. Don't get yeah, that type of person anymore. It's, yeah, it's, don't like that. Like, don't, don't. I heard somebody say, well, yeah, they African, they can dance. Pause. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about that stereotype. I know a few. I went to school with them. And a lot of them came. <laughs> and they would tell you, oh, I can do a bop, but I can't do that. Like, stop. Like, this is my thing. Even if even if you're going to say, even if you're like, this is the problem with general, generalizations in general. In, as a whole, the general problem with generalizations is that even if you're going to be like, well, 90%, okay, but that's not 100 you still have to account for the 10. The other 10 still exist. They didn't just disappear. They didn't disappear. You still have to account for the 10. So, right. Like, that's one. The other part of this is, look, y'all. Do we know, you know, we, we sing, we shall overcome, especially Black History Month, and all of that. That's because of the trials and tribulations that we go through. We are not saying that we don't recognize that. And that's in any cultural space. That's in any environment. But us specifically, yeah, we sing that because there are certain things that systematically, we still ain't overcome. So yes, we recognize that, but that does not mean that, um, like uh, the football player, what's his name? He was coaching and he went from the, um, Dion, is it Dion Sanders? I think it's Dion. Dion Sanders. I don't know. No, well, he would. He was famous. I know he was famous. He was famous in the football thing arena, and then he went and um, coached at a HBCU, okay. and then he got a job offer for a PWI, and he went and it's like millions. You know, it's it's a whole different 
Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, oh, no, he got all these people to sign, you know, he, you know, he encouraged our black boys to go with HBCU and this is that and the other. And people felt, but then they was like, but as soon as he got off of that job, well, that's okay. As soon as he got off of that job with the white people, you know, he jumped ship. Well, one, he was over here at this school for how many years? And he did. He encouraged the program as he should. He's recruited. This is, he wants the best of the best. Yes. When he goes to this PWI, he's going to do the same thing. He's recruiting. He wants the best of the best. That's part of the job. Right. Now, let's be serious. Let's take the fame out of it. Regular, regular, schmegler. You had a job offer for, you know, a hundred thousand a year. Then you got a job offer for one million, one point five million a year, or whatever. Yeah, you get an upgraded salary. Period. You going here? Period. You gonna take all your talents, all whatever you need to take with that advancement? One because you work hard for it. You know, you put in work, you put in time, dedication sacrifice and now this is your reward that don't mean i don't turn my back on him that meant it's time for elevation because with me moving here now i'm in the room and guess what somebody else can take that spot and keep what i started going y'all that's part of overcoming so i need for us as a culture to stop saying oh dion sanders sold out he didn't sell out he took advancement in a career opportunity as anybody with any type of sense and stability wanting would. Like, let's, let's, oh, he, that man, it was not that man's responsibility said this one school for the next hundred years. But even that goes to what we were talking about when we talked about cancel culture. If you missed it, see it. If you can't keep saying you can't play all. This is what I need the culture to do. We all really do need to come together and figure out what's important and what's not. Because I keep seeing every year, oh, Oscar's so white. So you complain about the amount of whiteness at the Oscars. So you want to be included in the primarily white thing that is the Oscars, the primarily white institution that is Hollywood. You want to be included in that so badly that you scream Oscar so white literally every year. You haven't learned yet? Duh. Oh, well, get over it. You scream, I feel so white every year. But then when somebody is going to a PWI, like this, what, let's say it was Deion Sanders, what this man did, suddenly it's, oh, you turning your back. How dare you can't play all sides. Either you want to see that at the white table or you don't. Either it matters that much to you or it doesn't. You cannot keep doing this, Black people. We cannot keep doing, I'm mad that we didn't get a seat at the Oscar. How dare he go to this institution? Wall. Whoa, you it's but, but we want to be at the table, we won't represent it. Well, pause, you just criticized this man who had a seat at the table who went and got a seat at the table. Well, how dare he get a seat at the table? Isn't that what you said you wanted though? We're confused, y'all. Like, and if we as black women are confused, everybody else is confused too because we're confused. I, what is it? Do you want a seat at the table or not? My mama always said, Get your house in order. Mm -hmm. call us we gotta get our house we gotta establish some ground we gotta make some stuff, stuff consistent <laughs> man we gotta make some stuff consistent like we really do have to agree we gotta come is there a caucus we need to have a caucus we really need to determine like 
how much do we are we really going to care? The Black Caucus is confused. Okay, we confused. And it's the part when we do things, that, and this is why I laugh at us sometimes because when we do things, and it might be a certain, we might do things a certain way, or we have a standard that we or that we are trying to um, sustain or obtain. It's oh, well, why are we trying to be like them? We're not trying to be like them. Why we can't set our own standard and have the standard? Why does our standard have to be here? Why it can't be up here? That's the other thing we got to we have some concerns about, and this came up last year as well. I can't remember the episode, but it came up. We can oh, black enough, not black enough. If y'all missed that one, just go see it. This is you know we do this. Um, we again stuff that's contradictory. You cannot say oh black excellence cool and then say oh you're trying to be white if somebody's trying to be excellent so then what is black excellence is black excellence then like an a minus but if you try to get an a plus you want to be white like where's the what's the excellence then what's the excellence level so you still are you still then saying that black excellence is then subordinate still to white whatever mediocrity even that it's like still under or are you saying it's at level like because in that case just excellence is excellence but i get you um what is it like what is what y'all, is y'all be confucius us okay y'all be confucius i'm confused i don't operate in confucius okay my god told me not to uh, he'll operate in confucius and if i follow him neither do i so i need for us to get together <laughs> we need some clarity y'all like what then what is black excellence what is it because if you want to tell us, oh, we need to strive for black excellence. Cool. Oh, you going to that white school. Oh, you want to be white. Whoa. No, I'm so, trying to be excellent in my I'm life. trying to be excellent. So in me trying life. to be excellent past a certain level means I'm trying to be white. Then what? What? But, but and then who decided that the white standard was excellence? Because why they, that standard, not mediocre. And I'm just trying to get to where they are so that I can surpass them and create our standard of black excellence, which was the what? And if that if speaking to America specifically, if if their standard is the best, then why is it that America constantly rating the lowest globally on a bunch of stuff? And it's always outdone, usually by the former Soviet states, Russia, or the Asian, China. So um, what? Guys, we confused it. We confused oh, conf- it. I'm going to keep saying it like that. I confused it. I confusion. I conf- I, I, I not know. So, but all I'm saying is, look, y'all, all we, all, all I, we, we have to establish what, what, where we at. Like, first, let's, let's establish some foundation. Foundation. Let's get a foundation to build upon. And then strive to thrive for that black excellence and i think that's the thing we need a common we need a common minimum that we all agree on because right now it's so all over the place that we really do need a common baseline standard for for a culture because every other i won't say every other culture a lot of other cultures if you look it's like yo this is the minimum Mm -hmm. if you do anything that's not that's not of this you out even religion if you don't do something that's of this level, you do anything outside of this, you out this, you out. So we need to create a listen. A minimum. A minimum to we be need- black. We striving for black excellence. We are encouraging our children to be excellent, which means we do not allow our children to bring home anything that's less than a 3.0. 
period. period. That's what the culture is about. We need to set these things that matter to be the to be the standard. And yes, understanding that some people are going to fall through the cracks, and the the mon minority that falls through the cracks is probably what you're going to see on your local TV news. Because again, as she said in the beginning, a narrative still has to be pushed. But we also got to get to the point where we don't. I'm gonna say it flat. We don't give a. Okay, we have to give up to a point where we don't care. Why do you care what strangers you will never meet think about you because their race is not yours? Mm -hmm. I their ways on what they learn things are not yours. Like we have, we have our own cultural things that we do naturally, and people don't understand sometimes stereotypes are built off of that as well. And that's not that's not necessarily a negative thing. It's some, and there are some stereotypes that all people are, oh, well, that's, it's not necessarily negative. It's, I mean, it is what it is. So with that being stated, like, let's use that and, and take it to our advantage. Because if nothing else, oh, if nothing else, we know Black people going to, right. So that's a standard that you know, oh, they're not going to tolerate but so much. They're not going to do but this. We can establish that amongst ourselves. Absolutely. We can. And Absolutely. hold ourselves accountable to. Now, you know, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. We don't have to. And that, I think that's the problem that I had when people, oh, you raising your kids like white kids. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a gentle, gentle parenting. And I'm, I'm sorry. It's not a, a, a black people. That's not part of our culture. And that even goes back to when back by African, we, we, they were not gentle parents. That's yeah. not a part of our culture. So all the us that's out there practicing this gentle parenting thing, the reason why for a lot of, it's a, causing a lot of confusion is because it's not in our culture. That's not in our way. That's not in our DNA. That's not how we are made up. We are stronger than that. It's going to take more than that because we have a. I, I ain't gonna go there, but anyway, that's not it. So we have to do it differently. You know, there was a standard of we could look. Our mamas had a look that they gave us where we knew, yep, and it, this is the moment where all of this stops. There is a standard. There was a social standard, and if you look to, even if you look within black, I don't even have to go white. I've known a bunch of Nigerians growing up, well, in college. I knew a bunch of Nigerians in college, man, man. There's an expectation. You're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or some type of professional, right? Like, we as a, and I don't have anything against mechanics. I don't have anything against chefs. My second, second, second son, as I call him, plans to be a chef. And I encourage that because mama would like to eat. Miss Siobhan likes to eat. So I encourage okay. I encourage him to be the chef. I am that means, for a reason. Okay. That means when his dad doesn't feel like cooking, ain't nobody looking at me. We all gonna look to second son. We just gonna, dad's not cooking, second son, you're up. <laughs> you're up, it's your turn. That's what it's gonna be. I still don't have to go to the kitchen, so I encourage. But that's what I'm, so it's not even that everybody has to be a professional, but it is a matter of pushing to understand you're not going to be a child forever. You're going to have to be an adult and you have to stand on your own. And so you're going to have to be some type of professional, whether that's a chef, whether that's a mechanic, whatever, and to take pride in what you do. If you want to be a flight attendant, great. That to me is what Black excellence should be about is doing, being the best that you can. And because we are of the culture that 
came from the the double tax, the black tax, aka you got to work twice as hard to get half. We know what that is, and that was our parents. Things have gotten better for us that you don't you like. If we're gonna be real, real honest, honest, you do not have to work two times as hard to get half as much. You don't. You may have to work twice as hard to get equal, but it's no more you have to work 200% to get 50%. You can work 200% to get 100%. So when there is a growth, we need to acknowledge that as well. Like, let's let's be serious. Let's be serious. Okay? And that also- Because it, we, it's in the world of technology, too many ways for people to do it on their own have become available. Mm-hmm. YouTube, period fully changed the music industry fully well after kazaa because kazaa changed the music industry that when that thing got shut down the music industry cried but yeah i'm with right. you social like, media period because my face made incredible. a couple people right yeah. and that's what i was like like things are changing and are evolving so i do understand change in certain things i do understand change in negative behaviors i do understand changing in things that were negatively done in our culture i understand that however there were some things that people may view were negative or done out of necessity that allowed us to skip over some of the other stuff that is now our children and these people have to deal with. See, we didn't have to deal with a whole bunch of emotional stuff because our parents taught us your emotions can't run your life. How you feel is great. It's valid. But what needs to be done still needs to be done. There's still work that has to be done. Even when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling sick, when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling happy, when you're overjoyed, when you're tired, there's still work that needs to be done. Yes, you might need to take a moment, but remember, that's a moment. And to that point, we we have evolved in the way that we raise our kids. I literally had this conversation with my best friend yesterday about, we were talking about kids. um, And I said that, you know, second son and then when they get older, they're going to tell one of their parents what it really is because she's really not there and she was like well you know kids kids now have more leeway to say speak she was like because when i grew up her parents were were older they were like the same you know ages like slightly older than my parents so about your parents age because my Mm -hmm. parents are slightly younger i think yeah but she was like they were from the era of children are to be seen and not heard well, we are the grandchildren or grandchildren, depending on the age of your parents, of that generation. And the seen and not heard led to problems, though. Because, okay, this kid is seen and not heard, so you're not hearing them when they're telling you that somebody's abusing them. You're not hearing them when they're telling you somebody's molesting them. You're not hearing them when they're telling you that they're being bullied. Like, And that was doing tr- real trauma on people, on us, our age group, that we decided when we had kids or when we were raising children, we were going to give our kids a voice because we were voiceless. And so you do have, most of the parents I know, leave the space for their kids that it's like, say what you got to fit, say it respectfully, but say what you you got to say and we're going to figure it out from there because I don't want you to be seen and not heard and then you going through traumas like I did and feel silenced. I want to speak no, up. I want so, you to say it. See, and that's what I say. And I, that's why I say I feel like my parents were a little bit forward because my dad, and I didn't understand it until I had my son. But he was like, no, I want you to say all the dumb shit. I want you to tell me. He said, because then I can tell you what you're thinking. Then, then you're telling me what you're thinking. And then I can maneuver. And it wasn't until I got older, I was like, you know what? That does make sense. 
So they weren't fully, oh, I see you, you shut up. Mm-hmm. Now that's it. And they also, it was also a time and a place. And I think that's another thing that people fail to realize. Uh, yes, a lot of parents in public were, you are seen and not heard. But at home, they would listen to you. Especially if you caught them in like the right moment. You know what I'm saying? They would listen. But you can't just, you can't do, it's a time and a place for everything. And I think that's the other part that a lot of people forget. And I bring that up in reference to this topic of us carrying each other on our, uh, carrying, you know, one person being responsible to carry the, the culture on their back. Is everything ain't for everybody. There is a time and a place where that is appropriate. There is a time and a place where, yes, you are representing us. But that's not all the time. That's not all the time. And that's where I'm, that, that's how I, I, I think we need to stop trying to put, uh, you know, make everything so broad. No, let's get specific with this stuff. Or make or everything stop. so negative as well. Like even with the Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, right? And everybody, oh, he set us back because he did whatever. Or it could be looked at that he's defending his wife. Or it could be or- looked at. Or it could be looked at that you learned a lesson because in this world of social media where everybody's an internet thug, we have forgotten that you said certain stuff out your mouth back in the day. You got prop. And that's that's the part that I don't understand. I said, y'all have to understand, like in the real world, yes, that is assault and all of this legal stuff can happen. Absolutely. Nine times out of 10, on these here streets, of the, the, of the real streets, and I'm not talking about like the ghetto. I mean, even in suburbia. The real streets, you talk about somebody, mama, you might you liable to get popped in the mouth. Period. And they're gonna take whatever come with that afterwards. Cause some people are willing. So with that, there's a few lessons that was learned in that. Hey, you can't, I tell my kids all the time, yeah, people sticks and stones, they break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's a lie. That's words right. hurt. That's a lie. Words can get you canceled. Words hurt, then a lot of y'all wouldn't be out here hollering, oh, I'm traumatized. Because so-and-so was talking about me. Stop that damn lie. Words do hurt, but words can cause you to get your ass beat. I'm just trying to figure out how you got this random thumbs up popping up on your screen. I, I don't know, but it, uh, I think Zoom is like, I, we agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up, we agree with you. Yep, but you, you but that. that's the thing, too, because we were talking, me and the, uh, the boyfriend were talking a while ago about, like, sometimes we need to go back and then punch people in their mouth. There's no more in the real world people have gotten so sensitive and feeling and you can't you can say this is the again contradictory and this isn't even just black culture this is everybody culture everybody you, you can say something but you can't say something you can say something about this group but not this group but you can talk about this group only on tuesday if it's tuesday after five though because the tuesday before five don't talk about them you can talk about them but if you talk about them make sure you only use these words that we've approved of if you don't use any of these words then you're gonna be in trouble but you can only use this one word if you talk about this group because if you use that word against this group, it's okay on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but not on Wednesday. Like, it's too confusing on all of this stuff when it comes to that. And, like, people have gotten to the point where you can really say anything out your mouth. And some people... And there are no consequences. And there are no consequences. But then you want to holler, oh, they bullying me. So... And that's how everybody is your friend. Everybody... There are some extremely disrespectful people out here. And yes. they are disrespectful just to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that everybody needs to be hit? No. But certain times, there are certain times, certain places, and certain customs 
look, this was your consequence. And watch the, that. If you don't believe me, watch the movie A Time to Kill. I don't care what yeah, nobody said. That was a good movie. Perfect example. That was a good movie. And the other time point to that too, as well, is as far as Will Smith and, and Chris Rock and him going in, because wasn't he, Chris Rock talking about Jada's hair or something? She also has medical issues. That's the other thing. So many people talking out their mouths about people you don't know. And I know, and social media has made that what it is. I really truly think that people are not even thinking because you're looking at a little avatar. You're looking at a small 50, 100 pixel by 100 pixel, if that, size photo of someone, you clicking and scrolling through and you, a while of photos worth a thousand words, a thousand words cannot explain somebody's true lifestyle and what's going on with them. So you again are talking about this woman and her hair which may be a very sensitive subject to her and her husband knows that because she's got medical issues. Like you, cause you would not, let's be serious. If Chris Rockin said what he said about a cancer patient, y'all would say Will Smith's smack was justified. Y'all would not be sitting here talking about, oh, how dare, y'all would be like, yo, she had cancer, man. Like, come on now. So again, you don't always know what someone is going through emotionally or, or health-wise because that's not what people put out. All you know is what you see and what you see is very surface. So be careful and watch your mouths because that's the other thing too. Everybody in these comment sections are always hitting each other and attacking each other and making these assumptions and creating these whole characters. Y'all would be great at like a UX designer because that's what they do, create a character who would come to this to your website and what they're gonna buy and what they're gonna do because y'all really create this. This one girl might leave a comment, you know what, he was wrong for that. Well, chicks like you would say that. Chicks like her, you don't even know her. I saw something the other, yeah. I saw something the other day on the podcast one and it was this woman who was telling her daughter, you know what, Saturday, it's Saturday, we gotta watch, we gotta watch football. And the daughter was like, but I want to watch my stuff. I, I want to watch my show. And there was a dude in the whole comments talking about she's teaching her daughter to hate her father. What? Because this is his Saturday. He probably watches football. Mind you, do this whole thing because it was like 30 seconds. It was a short. It was like 15 seconds because it was a short. She never said the father. She really only said we got to watch college football. She didn't say we got to watch college football because of daddy. She just said we got to watch college football. You don't know if mom likes football and she's just like, guess what? We got to watch football. Like, if you don't know, you're going about to tell your kids something that they hate, like me. Guess what, guys? We got to clean the house. I love cleaning the house. I know my three, the three boys in my house are like, I mean, yeah, we'll clean the house. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to play their game. Because <laughs> they got to play their, they want to play their game. But that was my thing. Like, and he's going, all of these people in the comments are like, how did you get that? And that was my thing. So you know this family specifically, you know her specifically. And he's like, I mean, cause she just, that's, that. I'm like, so first of all, you know, you know her to know that she is subliminally telling her child to hate the father. You also know this father enough to know that the only quality time he spends with his daughter is three hours on a Saturday watching college football. So he doesn't take her to any of her activities and in the car, that's not bonding time. He doesn't go push her on the swing in the park. He doesn't take her to the park. He doesn't take her to the mall. They don't go shop. You don't know, but that's the problem. People don't know, but are quick to come out their mouth. And that's what Chris Rock did. And he's been doing it. Cause from what I understand, he and Jada got this. Oh thing. yeah, this not, yeah, they have a whole thing. And that's the other part. Like I, I, one, I don't 
I am not one to, I'm, I'm a big person for it. You don't have to start no fight, but you better finish. Somebody put their hands on you, then let's go. I am. However, like our homeboy Trey, who was just on the podcast, <laughs> told us the situation. I'm going to be honest. I was like, we were both like, say everything, any and you cannot just say any and everything out of your mouth. Like, okay. no, like there are minutes. There's a respect level that has to be kept. Disrespect. And yes, I can check you verbally, but it's something. Yes. It's something where it's, oh, I'm about to check you and walk. Like, I need for you to understand that that hurt. And it hurt on that level. Disrespect has gotten to comment. Disrespect has gotten to comment. To comment because there hasn't been enough consequences. There haven't been enough consequences for all the disrespect that's been thrown out here because people are doing it from the safety of their keyboard or from the safety of their iPhone. That's the truth. That's the why we truth. have all these Karens. But like, it's like, yo, like, I need for us to really like stop, pause. And, and that's why even I watch a lot of the people, you know, saying this side, that side, and then they try to bring up, oh, was she out here embarrassing? Yeah, and it's me. I don't completely agree with Jada and her. What the pieces that I've seen, and I was a Will Smith. I love Jada. Oh, couple goals, but I don't know for real person. So you know, I'm cool, but I also understand. Oh, these people are people too. Like y'all, I need for y'all like come back. Like all these stars, like this Beyonce chick that y'all worship. I need for y'all to realize this. For all y'all Cardi B stands, y'all Cardi versus Nicki brigades, all of you people, like. Like, they are human beings. These man. are regular people. Yeah. Just like you. They cry regular. like you. They could get cheated on like you. They go to the bathroom like you. They raising kids like you. Yes, they have more money. Yes, they have more public facing identity. But at the same point, everybody is trying to get their kids through school. Period. Everybody, everybody trying, trying to, to teach their kid how to be successful, how to grow, how to build. Everybody's doing has the same goals. Everybody's so trying to put food on the table. Like y'all. I need for y'all to stop thinking that, like, I need for us to stop thinking that culturally, this one set of people or this one set of person is taking the whole culture and we riding on their back. We are not. Like Bill Cosby, he did, and everybody, oh my God, he made stop. No, what he did, if he did it. I don't believe he. he don't, nah. I think he did. He I'm did, not gonna say with all of them, but I think yeah. he did some. He did. Some. I think he, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna say the man is innocent of everything. Like let's we people. I'm not gonna say that. It's it's a whole bunch of circumstances in that. I'm not gonna get into that. But let's not forget, like for it outside of that, what he did for the culture in general. So I need for us to put all of my last my last thing is let's put things into perspective and let's stop making it seem like one person and then or each famous person or any person who ends up on the news is the full representation of the culture you and your sibling who had you and your sibling who may have the same mama and daddy like full-blooded sibling are not the same no you don't think the same you don't react the same even if you, you have a twin, because I have twin cousins, they are not the same. They, they are, are not the same. same. So let's stop make, putting our culture 
on on everybody on, let's stop putting us on everybody's back no these people have a whole these people have cameras and visuals on them a lot more yes but also understand that in the case of the Jadas and the Will Smith and the Beyonce's and the every other entertainer out here, they are part of the 1% financially. They are not the average. The average black person is making like 50,000 a year or 60 or something like that. They do not, they can, they cannot represent the average black American because they are automatically part of the 1%. And that to me is what's crazy. If I mean right now, I mean right now better represent your average Black American than if I were to like suddenly become a movie star. If I suddenly become a movie star, I no longer can. Because finance, period, point blank, period, honestly, y'all, we're going to be serious. Money influences so much. <laughs> Money is the influencer of a whole lot. And you are up here already. Like, you cannot say the minute somebody reaches one percent financial, they cannot speak for the, black, the average black person. They cannot speak for the average white person. They cannot speak for the average American. The average American does not make seven figures. The average American does not make six figures. If we're gonna be real, so the average American household together may hit it, but the average individual does not make six figures. So that there is no way that can be representative of an entire culture. Mm-hmm. And that goes for all of these, like, like Trey said, all of the red pills, all of the anti-men, all the man bashing stuff, that cannot speak for the average. It doesn't speak for the average. Those are the extremes. Your average woman th- does not think a certain way. Your average man does not think a certain way because if we really thought on those extremes, if your average really thought on those extremes, the world as we know it would not exist. If black people were really as violent as our predict are are pushed out there on the news, there would be we'd all be in jail or there would be a whole purge race war happening. Like if we were really all that violent, we're not. We're not. We're not. The other part, never mind. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. So I uh, for a whole nother time. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. I say that, but it's whatever. Um, I, I feel like at this point we don't already pissed off a lot of people. Like I said, we may not have the most popular opinion. And they can understand not having it because they possibly have been there and may or may still be there or maybe, you know, on the rise to, you know, in the middle somewhere. It's a can generally speak a little bit better. It's all I'm your saying. average person is not an extreme. Yeah, that that's what I mean. it's, it's average. Like, and I think more of us and, it, and contrary to what everybody believes, uh, or what is pushed, I'm not going to everybody, what is pushed. There are a lot more of us averages. <laughs> yeah. Thinking this way. And that's why we started this podcast because partially. We we feel like we we regular degular, like regular people, real life people living everyday, just thriving and striving to be the best that we can be and preparing. Target. We raising kids. She's raising kids that are hers and are not hers. I'm raising kids that are not mine. 
Um, we really can speak to, we've been through so much on our own. There's many facets of life. We've been through so many facets and wrestlers in so many things that I can, I can sit with the child-free crew. Hey, I can sit with the mommy crew and be at home in both places. I can sit with the white crew. I can sit with the black crew and be at home in both places because I went to a predominantly, a predominantly white high school and then college, which was crazy because when I told people I was going to Temple University, People were like, is that, I told, I told black people, they were like, is that an HBCU? Nah, she's got a lot of, of, of us in it. And that's the other thing with the whole Deion Sanders, bring it full circle. You get enough people at the table and it's not that we turn a white institution black, although there have been black institutions turned white. I'm looking at you HBCUs of, of West Virginia, all of y'all. Um, yeah, cause my husband, when he, when he told me, I was like, that's an HBCU. He was like, yeah, I was like, Oh. oh, all of the HBCUs in, H- in West Virginia are oh, like 90% white. I, 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 I didn't know there were any in West Virginia until you told me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are like four. Anyway, um, the point is, if you want to have a seat at the table, if we're going to have a seat at the table, then we also have to realize that while you may, we have obligations to elevate the culture. We do. That to me is the elevation that you have as an individual. Don't look around, don't look to the left and be like, yo, you elevating? Nah, then I'm not either. Because it speaks to who you are. Are you going to elevate yourself? And if you are a black person elevating yourself, then guess what? The culture is automatically- You're already elevated. We don't have to do much. I mean, even if you look to yourself and you find you, you, you're not doing something that's the best. Okay, yeah, you might you might have dinked it a little bit, but guess what? You're not the only one that's done dinked it a little bit. It's, it's going to have ups and downs. Every also, culture has ups and downs. Period. Yes. Period. So let's not, fo- let's not focus on making that 1% the standard of our culture. Yeah, no. And, and, and also acknowledge your humanity. I think that's what's, that's what's been lost when it comes to Black Americans from day one. Is because if you acknowledge that we are black people, that we are humans, then we are fallible. We make mistakes. We go down. We get up. It happens. The same as white people, the same as Asian people, the same as Latino, the same as everybody. You're gonna be up and down. And do not look to the do not look to any media, social news, I don't care if it's CNN or Fox, for your validation or your cultural self-worth. Because imagine if Asians were looking that way or if white people were looking. We, I will say, and I really avoid saying like we are the only group that does X, Y, and Z because I'm multicultural in my life, y'all. I, I live this way. Um, but I will say in my looks, as long as, as far as this goes, the America goes, Black people are the only people that look to out, look outwardly for validation. We got to look at ourselves and be like, yo, I'm good. I'm good enough. And hold ourselves to a standard. Yeah, because once we start, get your house in order. Once we start holding ourselves to a standard, then guess what? Others will be forced to hold us to that same standard. And look at us as such, because you can't, this is what I will say. You can't, I had to say this, but this is, I'm going to say this because it's true to my, it's true to who I am. Can't disrespect a bitch. I've been called a bitch a lot in my life. First time I was 12. You want to know why? Because I didn't get somebody my phone number. And all that did was confirm I made the right decision in not giving you my phone number. That's it. 
and I've had many a man, and it's got to the point where it's kind of gotten on my nerves. But I've had many of friends. Y'all have seen my brother on the show, Sean. He's been here for a bunch of them. Just he been around a lot of the wine with the guys. Go see the wine with the guys playlist or something. Um, I know that I've been that he and he told me when I was younger, yo, people gotta come to you correct because I won't allow anything less. And when you don't allow anything less, people have to treat you to your minimum of what you already stated. And that's what we're saying. That's really what we're saying. We have to set the minimum and make the minimum high enough that that's what it is. We got to set the 3.0 B plus minimum or B level minimum. You got to set that. We got to set that. You won't treat me on C level. I won't allow you to. You're going to at least have to come with that 85 that B, that 3.0, whatever your grading scale is. Because <laughs> I realize 3.0, some people do the 4.0, some do the 100, some people do the A, B, C, D, E, like, I realize. So, but 85 is about a 3.0, which is about a B and above. And if we tell people that you can't, you can't disrespect, we hold ourselves to that. If you hold yourself to that and not look at everybody else, hold yourself to that everybody else will have to get in line or go away. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to say cheers, cheers to, that. to that. So, Siobhan, what is your wine review for this segment of the show? I've been trying to figure out what this smell is the whole damn time. Think about is remember we went to where do we go royal rat was it royal rat is where we did the sniff mm-hmm. y'all check that vlog out sips on the road coming soon we do it april through august march through august april march through march through august it releases march through august oh so we're going somewhere this month then next month this is february then it's april april through september mm, okay sure because it's one month after is when it posts, right? Right, but this is the last one in February. True. So in February, are we going somewhere? We're going somewhere in March. We're going somewhere in March. So, okay, so uh, yeah, April through September. Yeah, like, they add, yeah, we, we start traveling in March, but they don't come But out. they don't see, right. So April, right. To, uh, April to September. Don't do that to me. Don't make no, me. We, was, we both was right. We were both right. We've been talking about some kind of different things, but yeah, timelines, right. So just check that sis on the road. When we went to Royal Rabbits, we did a sniff thing, sniff-a-thon. Um, also a little something, the number two, wine about on Instagram, because that has a whole thing. You just got to scroll for a while. Um, but anyway, I've been trying to figure out what the smell is. Because I actually really like it. I just don't know what it is. Oh, okay. I sniff because okay, so y'all, so I smelled this. So again, this is the 2018 Bordeaux White by Harmony by Boys to Men. Um there's nothing on the back. This is a Michelle wine. It basically talks about how they came to make harmony. <laughs> how they came. I think that's what it's probably the same thing on all of them because that was the same thing that happened the last time. Yeah, that's probably just how they came to make it. Um, but I really like the smell. I just don't know what it is, but it's kind of citrusy. It's like a rose clove grapefruit thing, but it doesn't taste like grapefruit. Like it's not, but I think that the husband would like it because it does have that citrus, grapefruity, Sauvignon Blanc kind of kind of hints in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like this. For those that don't know, I have like kind of brought this bottle to this halfway point. Oh, I see. 
I just kept pouring. This is actually good. The rosé, I could not. I was like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I had gotten the regular Bordeaux. I might have to try that because um, we do black wines again in August, usually for uh, Black Entrepreneurship Month. So if we do that again, then I'm going to get the Bordeaux, the regular red one. But I did like this. It's light. It is a, so it's a, it's a light body. Um, there's a citrus to it. It's slightly acidic. Like I kind of need some water now, but I also drank like half the bottle y'all. So keep that in mind. Um, I think this will be good with a fish, like a flounder or a tilapia, something light, not a salmon, not a salmon. You need a white fish um not a shrimp not a mollusk none of that you need a white you need a white fish this will be good with a white fish whether fried or baked or however you choose to do it but it would be good that flakiness I think would be good with the texture of this because it has a slight I won't say bubble but like a fizz in it uh -huh. um it's flat but there but you taste like yeah, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's got that texture to it it's really good, y'all. Um, I'm gonna give this a three point. Is it gonna make it to the wine out? It is. Okay. You don't look sure about that, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> no, don't make it. There will be one. It may be a new bottle, okay. like the forty, like the that. like the Vidal Blanc was a new bottle in the January wine out. If y'all missed it, y'all check it out. Uh, it may be a new bottle. But this is this is happening. Um, I really did like it. I gotta give it a three point seven five. I can't quite put it on the four, but it is over. It's over average. It's like a good B plus since we was just talking. <laughs> we were just talking. <laughs> it's a good B plus. I like it. Um, I wish I had fish. If I had like a fish dinner with this, I would request this. This is what I would. And I don't think, I think, I know we had Bordeaux before. I don't think I was like a huge fan. I don't know, because this, I think, may be the second Bordeaux. So I may have to go back and look how I rank the other. Yeah, Bordeaux. we haven't really had too many of those. No, I know we've had a crap ton of Chardonnays and Pinot Grigios, but we haven't had a whole lot of Bordeaux. So on another note, I saw a Chenin Blanc at the, that the wine at the liquor store. And I was like, ooh, I got to try that one day. I also <laughs> found... And I don't remember who makes it, but I thought about you. It was a white, it was a Zinfandel Chardonnay. Ooh. And that was my favorite. I was like, oh, wait, hmm, I don't know. I'm curious. So I'm going to get that at some point. Cause Yeah, I'm curious now, see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be dangerous for me. Um... So this longevity, uh, Deborah's Cave 2021 Rosé of Pinot Noir, I actually like. Um, my rating for this is going to be a three. And that's just because of the rosé. Mm. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't a whole, you know how most people say Cave is, they think champagne like bubbles. It's bubbles, yeah. No, not really um it, it is a little uh acidic mm. uh it does have a dryness to it not super dry but like the after 
plot, the after notes are a little dry. Of course, there's nothing on the back of longevity. Um, like I said, I liked it. It was a for me. This was a pleasant surprise for Rose. This was one of the oh, okay. I'm not a big Rose fan, so uh, for uh, Rose of Pinot Noir, it was it was it was a good tasting. It's, it was like okay, okay. Um, I feel like that is more of a dessert one. Okay. Like more, more of your okay. I want like so sweet and you you know. I feel like, like what that. kind of sweet? Like a cookie? Like a brownie? Like chocolate? Vanilla? Like what kind of sweet we talking? Well, see, see, this is where I because I know like I've heard like, experts say like oh when you want a chocolate dish that's rich in chocolate you want more of your chocolate wine to go with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either because that's too much chocolate. Yeah, I agree. And it makes chocolate to me at that point taste cheap. And I don't like my chocolate to taste cheap. And that's so, but that's me. I am not an expert. So for me, this would go good with like a, a yellow cake with chocolate icing, um, a birthday cake type thing, like celebration. Um, brownie, but a cookie, definitely. Okay. Um, like ice cream. Like this is like your. So that's like a party, a party. Yeah, wine. celebratory. Oh, I can grab, you know, maybe brownie bites, not like a big brownie, like that type of thing. Yeah, I can see that with this. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like that's to me, this is a party, a party wine. Yeah. Um, so if y'all are having a party, get get long. Yeah, party hors d'oeuvres yeah. like that. Well, actually, and hors d'oeuvres is iffy. Um, but yeah, definitely like party at the party we're doing desserts you know and you have samples out you can put this out yeah um that that's what i got from this um but yeah i think this is it's a solid three though it's it's nice i did enjoy it i did enjoy it so good job longevity 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 you're doing great um so start um so far pretty much a a solid brand in general because we've had yeah. quite a few so Solid brand in general. So good jobs to us. This is the longevity. Um, their Chardonnay is still our highest rated. We it really is like their Chardonnay. I did. So and I might actually go back and buy a bottle because it was tempting. Their Chardonnay yeah. was really good, y'all. So so um well, ladies and gentlemen, at this point that wraps up another wonderful episode of a little something glen hour two. Wine about with your hostess, Taye Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. Be sure to join us each and every Wednesday for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wine. And more drama and controversy and everything else for our little hour. Join us live right here on YouTube each and every, the last Saturday of each and every month. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we do our wine out wine tastings for the months, and we answer a whole bunch of questions of randomness, and it gives us a lot of random fun. A lot of it's a lot, y'all. We got a lot going on that day because we eat, we drink, and we be merry. The whole nine yards. Um, and that's all I got. So remember, as always. There's nothing wrong with a little wine.
or, or a lot. <laughs> Toodles, y'all. See y'all next week.